The law of sowing and reaping is a law. It's a law that's non-negotiable, like gravity. A big part of success is achieved in all areas of life, in business and in real estate for sure, based on that law, the law of sowing and reaping. The power of the servant heart is the all-encompassing quality that successful agents who experience exponential organic growth will understand. Some understand it consciously and others have to learn it later on. I was someone who had to learn it later on. <laughs> but our guest today has literally lived his life this way. This, this is built into his DNA. His story is so powerful. Maintaining a servant heart and giving the best of himself while going through some health challenges that neither of us have ever had to go through. And anyway, I am so excited for you to listen to this episode today. Newer real estate agents, are you making $150,000 or more in real estate this year? How would you like to believe with 100% certainty that you will? What if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate? Are you the type of person that will do the work, serve the people well? You would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do. Does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out? Good, because it freaks me out too. Are you working part-time? and afraid to leave the job to go full-time into real estate. Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to forexformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to forexformula.com. The number four xformula.com. Today, we're going to be chatting with the clueless realtor, Cornelius Camp. He runs two Facebook groups, one called Everything Real Estate, which is for all people that are associated uh, with the real estate industry in some way. And his other group that is strictly for real estate agents is called the clueless realtor. And that's his brand and everything. Instagram, Facebook, uh, websites, YouTube channels, everything is the clueless realtor. And that's chocked full of information to help real estate agents with certain online marketing skills and much, much more. Check out his groups, join in. For now, let's learn about Cornelius Camp and his story. I hope you find it inspiring and I actually hope it convicts you in some way to install that servant heart into your life. Cornelius, thank you for joining us today. I, uh, man, I really appreciate people who like you, who just give so much back to the industry and have chosen to take some time out and be with us today. So thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's one of my um, uh, uh, passions to help out people. I love real estate. I love helping out people. So why not put the both to the, put the two of them together? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so evident in everything that you do too, like just everything. And we'll talk more about that as we as we get into that. And uh, I love the whole name, Clueless Realtor. I mean, you know, your wife's a marketing major and she came up with that and it's become your brand. And um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's very cool. Like, and it definitely, like, you don't forget it. Like it's, it's you know, it is a brand because it sticks in your brain and that's, that's very, very cool. That was one of the things that she was, uh, she was so excited about is because, you know, you, like you just said, no one will ever forget that name. Yeah. <laughs> it always stick out. <laughs> and that, that's it. That's, you know, that's the core of branding, right? There you go. Right. Exactly. Well, very cool. Very cool. And, uh, but I wanted to, before we get into some of the cool things you're doing right now and the things you're doing to help other real estate agents just selfishly or selflessly, sorry. And, um, you know, I can tell you, you probably handle clients very, very well. There's a lot of details about your life. But I thought let's let's rewind a little bit and let's get back into where you started. Like, what was your childhood like, and and your upbringing, and and how did some of those parts, how did that part of your life kind of maybe help shape you to who you are today? Okay. Um, well, so it, it, originally I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, born and raised uh, in Covington, little small city outside of Atlanta. Um, went to private Catholic school my whole life, um, K through 12. Uh, I won the Georgia 100 meter 
state championship my last year, my senior year in high school. Nice. The yeah, state that championship. Was, that was probably my biggest accomplishment in high school. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was awesome because I had just started running track my junior year. Wow. And so for me to have, you know, start that junior year and then that senior year, win the state championship was a big accomplishment. And it helped pay for my college tuition as well. <laughs> I ended up getting a scholarship to run track. I went to Coastal Carolina University my first two years. And then after that, I transferred to the University of South Carolina. And that's where I ended up graduating. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in sports management. Oh, wow. So right up, yeah. It was pretty awesome. It was a, a good time. I actually had some great jobs from it. I had an awesome internship with the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Um, so after I graduated, moved back to Atlanta for, I don't know, maybe two or three, four years maybe. And I just, I started working with youth. Uh, I became a basketball coach, a baseball coach. I became a referee, an umpire. Uh, I was working with some of the youth at my church, and I just kind of felt the emptiness a little bit whenever I worked in the sports management field, like something was missing. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up talking to my high school counselor, which I'm still uh, friends with her today. She's kind of like a mentor to me, and she actually got me involved into school counseling, where I ended up going to get my graduate degree here in DePaul, at DePaul University in, here in Chicago. Uh, that's where I met my wife in Chicago, mm. and that's where we had our wonderful, beautiful son. Right on. So I got into real estate um, by purchasing my first condo. My wife had already been through a purchase before, but I had never been through one, so I didn't know the whole process. I didn't know anything. You know, I didn't even realize you needed a real estate agent or nothing um, because I think in Georgia sometimes you can go purchase a property without having an actual agent um, but I just like that whole entire process and uh, you know the several jobs that I've had uh, starting when I was 15 that's when first time I had a job have always been involved with uh, helping people mm -hmm. whether it was working in retail whether it was uh, being um, an not not an academic advisor a student advisor uh, working on campus, it's always been involved helping someone. Mm -hmm. And I started actually going and looking at houses with my cousin. We would just go and venture into open houses down in Georgia. So mm -hmm. I kind of developed a little bit of liking for real estate. And then that whole shopping for my first condo increased my love for it and everything. So um, once I bought my condo, I believe six months after that is when I uh, enrolled into um, a real estate license class. And so I figured, you know, I like real estate. I like helping people. I can help people uh, make their dreams come true or see their dreams. Why not put the two together? And so yeah. that's you know, kind of what sparked me becoming a real estate agent. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Mm -hmm. And it just comes from that servant heart. Yes. Yep. Right. Like just kind of going, man, I could help people. And sometimes it comes from you have a bad experience with a real estate agent, you know, and you're going, man, that guy's making money. Like that guy's making it in real estate right now. And gosh, man, imagine if I went out there and I served people really well, how that how I could change things or or build a good business or, you know, it, sometimes that's a motivation. It's from a right. bad experience. Right. Yeah. How was your experience with that agent? Just curious. The first one when I bought my condo? Yeah. Uh, well, so to be transparent, um, the first one that we actually worked with, um, I won't say it was a bad experience. I don't want to label it as that, mm -hmm. but it was um, uh, not likable, mm -hmm. I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, because it was more so like um, we didn't have direction, or at least I didn't have direction as far as the things I needed to do before I go out and look at different places. Right. You know, so there are like certain things that you need to have in place before you can go out and start looking at stuff because you don't want to get your hopes and dreams set up. And then, you know, like having a pre-approval letter, you pre-approval letters for 250,000, but you go on 
out and looking at condos, thinking that you can afford something that's 350,000. Well, you're not approved for that. You know, so you're getting your hopes and dreams of, oh, I like this, I love it. And then to get shot down because you can't, you know, make an offer on it. Um, so it's just, you know, kind of guidance like that, that I didn't have this as much. Um, and so we ended up going with a, uh, a friend of mine and that was kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the better um, agent, the better end of it. And that's the one we ended up purchasing the condo with. So, mm -hmm. I, and I took that first experience. I was like, okay, the customer service really wasn't the best. And so that's something that I can thrive in by uh, giving um, superior customer service to all of my clients. And in return, you know, eventually I get the referral basis and that's eventually what you want your business to end up doing a referral basis. So you never have to worry about so much of getting new clients. You can always have clients that are, that are coming towards you. Absolutely. That's the magic. That's the dream business, you know? Yeah. Um, absolutely. And it's all about planting seeds and, um, but yeah, very cool. Very cool. So you have a two-year-old to toddler now. I don't know why that was such a hard word for me to say, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty cool. So moving around, getting busy, getting into things. And, uh, uh, it's a great, every stage of life. My kid, my youngest is now 17. He's graduating this year. And, uh, so, but every stage of life is just awesome with the kids and, and, you know, it's cool. Like with our lifestyle in, in the real estate business, we can kind of pick our moments and we can schedule things in and have those moments right. with our kids and, right. and all that. Let's go back a little further. Let, let's talk about your family life. How, how was, you know, tell me a little bit about your family life. Like in just growing up a little bit, what was it like? Were you in this, were you like a busy kid sports all the time or, you know, I was, I was busy, but it wasn't sports until I got into into uh, fifth grade. I think that's when I started playing sports. Uh, before then, I was mostly busy uh, being at church. Uh, oh, really? My mom, yes, my mom has played the uh, piano for her church for 33 years. My dad was a deacon. My grandfather was a deacon. Just about all of my family went to the same church. Um, I was a member of the Sunbeam Choir and then I went to the, the youth um, program and I ended up actually playing the drums for the youth choir for a couple of years. Yeah. So that's, that's where my busyness came from. Um, even in fifth grade when I started playing sports, because I originally started off just playing basketball. Mm -hmm. And so that really didn't take up much time until I got into high school. And that's when I really like got busy. So I was playing high school football, high school basketball, um, and just those two things by itself would keep you busy for an entire year. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Trying to do two things. I, I can't imagine some of these athletes that do three uh, sports, right. <laughs> you right. know, they're super busy. Um, but yeah, that was what really kept me uh, busy. And my first job was at a shoe store, a shoe, a retail shoe store, in Georgia called the sports shoe and mm -hmm. it was only in Georgia nowhere else and we had about mm, 12 stores I think and um, it was just you know it was something I liked shoes back then I had <laughs> quite a few uh, sneakers um, and, but it was also just helping people you know like when it was back to school time you know the parents would bring the kids in and sometimes you build that rapport and you help the kid find his shoes and they get so excited and everything and then i don't know it just it felt good and it's always i've always felt good helping somebody or being able to help somebody you know well, that was one man. of the things i often pray for is that i can be blessed so that i can bless someone else absolutely and um that, it, you know, that's the law of reciprocity. It's a law the you know, the law of sowing reaping. That's that, you know, we teach that in my courses. I actually talk about that and you, and you can even see it in a few of my videos. Um, they're laws like gravity and mm -hmm. someone who gets that um, are already light years ahead of other people, in my opinion, in the sense of, because otherwise you feel like you're battling, you're always fighting, you're competing, you're against something or against others. Or, And when someone has that mentality, they're always feeling like there's a fight somehow. And to have that servant heart and just under have that clear understanding um, ingrained in you that says, you know, if I just serve, 
you know, things will just happen and I don't have to worry about it. I just got to focus outside of myself and, and really think about other people. And, and when you do that, the offshoot of that, and it's not, it's done unconditionally, right? Right. It's not like, Oh, I'll go do this for you, but I'm measuring the time that I'm doing this and how many times I do it because I got to know when it's coming back to me and when the payoff comes back. Right. If someone's thinking that way, um, they're never going to be satisfied with the payoff. Right. You know, you know that, that's one of the things that I love about my wife is that I was always instilled with that treat people the way you want to be treated mentality. Mm-hmm. But meeting her and seeing how she goes about her business, she kind of um, pushed the kindness in me to another level. Wow. Um, and, and even it was to the extent of, you know, watching uh, my little sarcastic remarks, maybe on the phone or through emails <laughs> and things like that. You know, I, I will run my emails past her. And so, you know, because I have a bad tendency to kind of like sound sarcastic or kind of sound like I'm, you know, putting somebody down. I'm not doing it intentionally. It's just that's the way that it comes off. So mm-hmm. running them past her, you know, she would give me uh, constructive criticism on what I'm on and so forth. And it was just great, you know, to have her give me that push. And she has a lot of quotes on her, you know, Instagram and, and Facebook and where she talks about uh, kindness and mm-hmm. how that's like the greatest thing. That's pretty awesome. And, you know, yeah. so, and, you know, good for you, um, you know, and you bring up your wife as a huge positive influence in your life. And I feel the same way about my wife. And, and you know, we, we should bring out the best in each other, shouldn't we, you know? Right when we're, and, and whoever, like if, you know, if you and I become, you know, solid people in each other's lives, we should keep each other in our lanes too, right? Like when it comes to human interactions and, and how we, you know, we should hold each other accountable. Like that's what it's all about. Right. And uh, <clears throat> what an awesome thing that to, uh, to have a spouse that is bringing out the best in you. And that, that's what, that's the way it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very cool. So a bit of a journey. So, uh, and, and heavy duty into the church and, uh, and are you still quite active in your church now? Obviously you're in a whole different place now you're in Chicago. Um, not as much as I would like to be, uh, but yes, I'm still pretty active. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My pastor is, um, a friend of mine that I actually met here in Chicago. Um, he and I went to the same church that he actually grew up in and that's how we uh met and um he got offered um i think it was a youth pastor position at another church so he went to that church i stayed at the church where we were um fellowship chicago and then uh we kept in touch and so while we were you know hanging out or you know we would go to their birth of their child and they came to our wedding and so forth and in the midst of all that he made us aware that he was actually going to be taking over a church and becoming a pastor and so my wife and i made a visit out there and it was a nice small church in chicago um Mm. you know that's the church i kind of grew up in i think the most my most members my church had was maybe a hundred um so i grew up in a small church so i'm used to you know, how the way things operate. And so it just felt, you know, kind of at home, you know, Very going cool. there. So, yeah. So we still, we, we still are, are uh, members. Are you drumming on worship a little bit? Oh, no, no. no, you're not doing I, that anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I gave up the drums, uh, I think when I was like 16, 16 yeah. or 17. <laughs> That's awesome. I, uh, I actually serve on my church too. We did a, we do um, uh, a model where there's the main church and then we have campuses in okay. different areas to, and uh but we have all the infrastructure in the main church um and uh so we helped launch a campus in a in a particular area of this town here and uh and i help out with worship i sing and um of course then we do all the other stuff we'll you know <clears throat> we'll have a coffee shift and we'll have a welcoming shift we'll help people you know welcome people into the mm-hmm. church and stuff but um just love being part of it um having the kids be part of it and just understanding that servant mentality. And, and it's pretty cool. Cause even Landon, my youngest, um, trying to figure him out, right? Like just trying to go, where's, where's he, where's his lane? Like, where's he going to go? And you don't want to put pressure on your kids and try and pigeonhole them or anything like that. Like, you know, they, they should, 
discover where they want to go. Right. And, and it's tough. I mean, especially as a parent, you're kind of going, you know, okay, buddy, you got to kind of start figuring it out now, you know, but at the same time, kind of backing off. So anyway, we went to um, a sound uh, little seminar that the church was putting on. It was free. And we went there just to learn about sound and how sound works. And he's kind of into it a little bit. So then he started, he graduated from that. And he started helping out with putting sound together for the different services and stuff like that, working the boards. And, uh, and then he got hired as an intern. So it worked oh, nice. from, so he went from the service part of it and then he moved in. It turned into a little bit of a summer job for him to help out. And, uh, and that was great for him. Like, I mean, literally getting a crash course in sound from a guy who knows what he's doing and, uh, and, and getting really good at that. And he may kind of migrate towards that kind of, you know, um, employment down the road or business or whatever. So anyway, that's kind of cool though. Like, you know, you start off with the serving part and how can mm -hmm. I help out where, you know, where can I fit and where are my gifts and where can I serve? And, and then, and then it takes you places that you don't even know where it's going to go. And the other gift when you're serving is you get to get close to people in your church that, that you'd never probably would get close to in your regular lives. Right. You know, you start to get to know people anyway, we're getting off track on that, but it, 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 it is awesome no matter what, in what capacity, but we actually now, and we don't even, you know, we don't ask for it. We don't talk about business at church or anything like that. Like we don't, we don't, we're pretty conscious of that. Like we don't, Hey, we're realtors and we don't do that. We just serve. We're just Kelly and Nicole, you know, but we also get a lot of business from church. We do. And we're very thankful for that. And, um, and we give back and, and stuff, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very beautiful. And there's that certain, there's that higher level of trust, you know, because you've been serving together side by side, you know, getting there early in the morning, setting things up. And so anyway, it's pretty cool. And uh, in whatever capacity, the message here, I guess, for the listeners is find out where you can serve. You know, it doesn't have to be church, doesn't have to be that kind of thing, but there are places to serve. And um, you talk about coaching, you know, basketball and, and different teams. And, you know, I helped out coaching my son's football teams and I was on the field throwing the ball around with the boys. And, you know, I got to meet the other dads and the parents and they see you serving and they're going, man, you're stepping up. Like, you know, and then next thing you know, someone says, you know, I'm thinking about selling my house. Like you never know where it's going to come from. Yeah, but that's correct. Correct. Start with serving, right? Yep. And and uh, be a positive influence in your community. It's just uh, very cool. So that's a great message, and that just came out of this, just from yapping. But uh, <laughs> so parents are heavy duty in the church and all that kind of stuff. And it seems to me like I'm not hearing from you in our discussion that there was uh, like a, like a guilt or a, or a negative out of that or gosh, I just felt like I had to do this because my parents were involved. Like, I'm not hearing that from you. It seems to me that you came from, so they must've had a wonderful influence on you on that in, in how they, um, how they approached influencing you to want to serve in your church, you know, and would you say that's by example or just how they positioned it to you growing up? Um, I say it was it was both, but it was more um, it was more by example mm -hmm. than the positioning thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, probably when I was about a sophomore in high school, we had a pastor that came to our church, and he was the first person that I looked at as okay. He's a devout Christian. Mm -hmm. but he's also cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at that age, you think that, okay, if you're a Christian, you can't be cool. So yeah. that's what I was thinking. And, but then I saw him and I was like, Oh man, this guy, he can play basketball and he's yeah. cool and he knows this and he knows that, but yet he's a pastor. And, you know, he kind of became a mentor for me uh, for a little while, but um, yeah, it, it was that, that was the example. Um, so that, that, that was, was probably a bit of a TSN turning point for you. Hey, because, somewhat, yeah. because look what you're doing. You, you seeked out ways to help out youth, right? Mm -hmm. You help coach teams and stuff. And then you, now what you're doing as a counselor in the school, what are you doing? You're that yes. influence, that positive influence. It's a cool guy. 
that, you know, and, and so he was probably a bit, a, a quite a big influence on you. He was, he was. Um, I think that that is exactly where it started from. It started from him. And from him, I ended up, I wouldn't necessarily say I was mentoring mm-hmm. um, because I was kind of young and I was still kind of fresh and learning some stuff, sure. but I was at, I was uh, trying to be involved with uh, a lot of the, the kids in, in my church and a lot of the kids that I was, you know, um, uh, the head base, baseball coach and basketball coach. And even when I was umpiring, you know, if, if mm-hmm. I'm just refereeing or umpiring, I would make conversation with the kids in the timeout or, you know, while we were waiting for the coach to go talk to the pitcher, you know, I would talk conversation with the catcher or something mm-hmm. like that or the first base coach, you know. So, yeah, yeah. it all re- revolved around that. That's where yeah. it probably started. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Love that. Totally love that. Yeah. So you now uh, for the audience, you, you work in your passion right now. You're helping kids and the youth and, and being a counselor. And that really is, I mean, that's pretty non-negotiable. Am I right in saying that's pretty non-negotiable in your life? Like that's something you're going to keep doing. Yes. Right. Yes but you're also doing real estate. And um, so here's an example audience of a person who is still doing their passion there and, and, you know, making money another way, real estate's the side hustle, if I could say that, but it's also another passion. It, it, it gets to satisfy other parts of you and, uh, and you get to make some money at it, but you not only are doing it as a, as a side hustle, which, I, I will say, I'll, I'll say this out loud real quick. I totally advocate, if you're going to do real estate, you should do it full time and you should kick butt in it and make it your life and eat, sleep, whatever, real estate. But in your case, there are exceptions to rules. There are exceptions a lot of times. Um, I, have a, I had a real estate agent who was part of my company years ago and I used to call him the phantom realtor because I never saw him. All I did was I, he would still do deals and he traveled all over the place and he was at all these he was a sales guy and he was all over the place, but he managed to do a pretty good amount of real estate deals while he was doing it. And he was one of those exceptions to the rule. And there's a few guys like that, but uh, anyway, and I think you're another one of them. And, but you're not only doing your job, helping out kids and doing all that kind of stuff, but that training and like all of that, I mean, how often are we counselors as realtors? My goodness, like a lot. I just had a referral that said the exact same words. Um, I believe I helped them last last year, so almost a year ago. And she, in my uh, review, she said the exact same words. Thank you for counseling us during this process. That's (laughs) exactly what she said. (laughs) And that, you know what? That is more true than a lot of people actually understand the role of the real estate agent. Like it is, you know, very, sometimes we need to save people from themselves and mm-hmm. in a very delicate way. And it's not easy to navigate through that sometimes. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of funny, but so that training is definitely serve serving you in what you're doing in your business. And, um, and then you add this marketing stuff that you're doing and the skill sets that you've put together and, and now you're helping people like you're just constantly, I see you all the time in, in your Instagram and through Facebook and you got a big Facebook group. Um, and, and anybody listening should join that Facebook group. Everything real estate. Yes. Everything right. real estate. Um, yep. it's a group where you can join if you're a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a contractor, because that's real estate involved, um, loan officer, mm-hmm. appraiser, investor, mm-hmm. anything real estate related, that is a group that you can get yourself involved in. And right we on. have, like I said, like you said, rather, um, 23,000 plus members. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can get some good content. You may be able to get some good business, mm-hmm. maybe able to bounce some ideas off people. We have that. And then we also have the Clueless Realtor uh, Facebook group as well. Mm. And the Clueless Realtor is from you basically teaching tactical things yep. that are very specific. So how to use Canva to make, 
nice posts and how to use Pinterest and how to like, you're very specific in your teaching. Yeah. So the clueless realtor uh, group is that's strictly for real estate agents. Yeah. So that's private. It's free. Um, you know, we monitor who we let in to the group and that group is basically, um, geared towards around real estate agents and me and my wife, Nancy, providing resources, like you mentioned, to use Canva, digital marketing, um, social media, branding, and so forth. So what we want to do is we want to help realtors succeed by leveraging the power of branding and social media and digital marketing. Mm -hmm. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. And you're just doing it. You're just doing it to help people out. And, uh, and I, and it's just amazing that you're, you know, you're putting all this together and, and it's in a high quality way and, and you're, you're putting it out there. So uh, kudos to you on that. And uh, you know what us in the real estate industry appreciate people like you taking the time to do that. And I think it's just amazing. And thank you. Maybe I'll just throw it out there real quick while we're, while we're on this clueless realtor. So Anything, everything is Clueless Realtor. So if you're looking for you on Instagram, it's Clueless Realtor. On Facebook, it's Clueless Realtor. Uh, your website, cluelessrealtor.com. Everything is Clueless Realtor. And then uh, the Everything Real Estate, if you're on Facebook, just look for Everything Real Estate and that group, you'll find that. So anyway, just thought I'd throw that out there and package that up and button that one up a little bit. But uh, um, yeah, so all of a sudden you, you get into real estate. Now, how, sorry, how long, when did you get licensed again? Uh, Five years ago. Five years ago. Okay. So five years into the real estate business now. So you start, you're probably starting to experience business coming back to you a little bit more. Like, you know, it's starting to you feel that kind of, oh yeah, we helped them two years ago or we helped them. Yeah. So that starts to happen. And, and it's so gratifying, isn't it? Yes. When you start yes. to feel I that. I think I had in, uh, I think I had three deals in the past year that have been prior deals that I worked with. Yeah. Uh, those clients. So the, awesome. the referral process. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's what you want happening. I mean, that means yes. you're doing good business. That means you've built trust. Uh, you've solidified relationship, like all those things are what you need to be doing as a real estate agent. And, um, and you, you obviously doing a very good job of that. So that's great. And really five years in it, it can start to spiral out a little bit and, um, and, and, and you can get busy. You can start to get quite busy. So that's great. And managing that with your job and all that, um, you know, isn't always easy and you're managing to give back and you're managing to raise a two-year-old crazy kid, toddler, right? Like they're nuts at two, man. Like I know, I remember those. <laughs> loving the death, loving the death, but sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it can get crazy. So you're yeah. managing to juggle all that. And in the last little while, um, can we talk about what you've been going through a little bit too? And, uh, yeah. and still managing all of this stuff. Like if, if someone's been following you for this long, they're not going to know about this, you know? No. And, uh, which is just a testament to who you are and your, and your, your just your sheer will to want to serve and unselfishly. And, um, but tell us a little bit about that. I'm alluding to it right now, but I'll let you, you talk. No worries. <laughs> um, so my wife and I, Nancy Camp, uh, she goes by Nancy Badijo online, though, because she had her business prior to us getting married. Mm -hmm. um, we got married five years ago. And two years ago, we had a son, Jordan Noah Camp. And... Probably, I think she will agree with me if I say that he was, he is the best thing to ever happen to us. Sure. And so he was born in April of 2018. In August of 2018, I started experiencing some headaches. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it was just me, uh, lack of sleep, new parenting. My wife will tell you, she's more of the night owl. She can go off of five hours of sleep, six hours of sleep. Me, I need seven or I just can't function. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's what I thought it was. Lack of sleep, parenting, stress, baby crying and so forth. So I'm not going to say I didn't pay it any attention, but it wasn't a main concern of mine. Sure. Get back into um, school in August and the more I'm with my kids out at recess or in PE and so forth, 
And the more I'm having to like strain to kind of raise my voice or do anything of that matter, mm -hmm. um, I start noticing the headaches are intensifying. And I think what really sent me uh, to the doctor's office to get this checked out is that uh, every Thanksgiving, my school gives away uh, about 250 turkeys to the community. Mm -hmm. And so I was helping unload the turkeys from the truck. And as I was picking up some of the pallets and straining, I started noticing my headaches were, you know, really, really hurting me kind of bad to where I could not finish um, helping the other staff members. So I went to the doctor's office. Um, she uh, suggested that I go get an MRI. And when the MRI came back, uh, she saw something that she was not too familiar with. So she sent me to a um, neurosurgeon. And the neurosurgeon saw an MRI as well, and he did not know what he was looking at also. And so um, he told me to wait three months, go back to another MRI. That's what I did. Uh, headaches were intensifying uh, or increasing. I won't say intensifying, they were increasing. Um, and in that MRI, which was like February 2019, I believe, he still didn't know what he had saw, but he realized that the reason why I was having such headaches is because my brain was actually getting pushed towards, uh, I mean, pushed against my skull. And so the liquid that flows between the brain and the skull was decreasing. That's what was causing the headaches. And he diagnosed me, diagnosed me with Chiari malformation. And so he scheduled me to have surgery in April. And while I was to have surgery, he would do a biopsy to see exactly what it was that he was seeing on my MRI. So I had the surgery in April. God bless my wife because she pretty much, you know, helped um, my son and myself because I was a little off. Um, so, but my wife stepped in and, you know, she did what a good mom would do and, uh, you know, kind of took my load of the, uh, the parenting as well as, uh, nurse me back to, uh, health. Yeah. Um, my parents came up as well to help her out as also, but from that biopsy, I got diagnosed with a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it's called medulloblastoma tumor. And it's basically a tumor in the brain that mostly is um, in uh, the age of 12 and under. So it's very rare for a young adult like myself at the time to uh, get that type of tumor. But things happen, and so I ended up with it. Um, so immediately I started radiation, uh, six weeks, 45 minutes a session every single day. Again, I can't thank my wife enough. Uh, because that first week, I was really, really bad. I did not take the radiation well. Um, I lost about 11 pounds in one night uh, just because I was uh, vomiting and dry yeah. heaving. and I lost my appetite. I developed uh, acid reflux. Mm -hmm. I had hiccups for hours upon hours, I believe. One night I had six hours worth of hiccups, and then the night after that, I had seven hours of hiccups. Um, I apologize if, I'm, if it sounds like I'm getting a little choked up, but um, just to think about all of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So that was the first week, and then uh, my parents came back up. They helped out as far as taking me to radiation because the place that I went was <laughs> um, kind of uh, almost a 45-minute to an hour drive. And um, once again, my wife just stepping in and I know she had a lot of stress on her dealing with Jordan and dealing with me as well. And then also she had to maintain her job that she had. And then also she was um, uh, growing her online business as well. So she's having two jobs, two full time jobs, taking care of me. Taking care of our son. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, you know, I'm pretty sure my parents got on her nerves. We <laughs> <laughs> have a condo in Chicago. And if you know anything about Chicago, the properties are kind of small and tight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I went through six weeks of radiation. And uh, I had about two months off. And then I started six months of chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. and went through all of that, that was much better than the radiation. Mm -hmm. um, but I still had the side effects. I still had fatigue. I still um, 
it felt like I was anemic, but I have never had anemia <laughs> mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but I just, my body temperature was just cold. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, what is it? Neuropathy. That's the word that I'm looking for. Neuropathy in my toes. That's when you get that tingling sensation. Yeah. Um, it went from my toes to my entire foot or both feet rather. Um, it even worked its way up into a little bit of my fingers and my hands. Uh, but we stopped before it got too out of place. Um, so that's, that was uh, pretty good. But um, uh, got to cycle five, which is month five. And then the pandemic hit. And so instead of me coming in with a compromised immune system into a hospital right where, you know, the pandemic pretty much started, like we didn't know anything about this COVID-19. We didn't know how to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we didn't it was so the hospitals were packed and everything. So instead of risking me to come in and get that last session of chemo, my oncologist, excuse me, who is now retired. Mm-hmm. He was saying that, you know, the first two months of chemo are the most important. So he wasn't too concerned about me doing the uh, last one. I had made significant progress. He was so happy with my results, uh, with the way I handled the chemo, because apparently I got a very, very high dosage that mm-hmm. a lot of people cannot function uh, when they have this type of chemo, let alone work full time the way that I was doing. Uh, so he was very, very pleased. Um, so he decided to kind of let me go. And so now all I do is check in with my oncologist every three months. I have an MRI to make sure that the tumor is not getting out of hand, not going crazy. And yeah, that's where we are right now. I just had an MRI in August, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm beginning of September. And uh, the results were great. My oncologist was pleased. She's um, happy with my progress. So yeah. Wow. Good for you. What a story. Oh yeah. my goodness. And I mean, this is fresh. This is like, like you're living it, you know, right yeah. now. I mean, I mean, gosh, you know, it's not like we're talking about this two years later, 10 years later, like this is, you're in the middle of it. And yeah. uh, as a young That's father, cool. um, you know, kudos to you. Like I, I'm just, my hat's off. Like, I mean, it, that is not easy, you know? Yeah. And um and still, but just still going, like still doing things, still giving, still, you know, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm just amazed by you. And, and obviously your wife, you know, as a, as a young mother, as it is like, let alone working still and taking care of, you know, um, but so anyway, congratulations on working your way through that. There's going to be lessons, you know, we say it all the time. Your test is your testimony, right? And, you know, that's going to serve others again in some way, because you're going to be able to relate to somebody that needs to be related to, to help them on their journey. And, and, and I know that's going to happen for you in some way. We don't know. Uh, We don't have the plan in front of us, but uh, you know, I, I see that happening for you and you, and you're just going to do great things, you. you know, in, in your future. And I'm just so thankful. I get to talk to you now before you get too important for me to talk to you and you know I'm just no, no I, I never do that Kelly you know you can always text me I'm just a text a phone call away <laughs> well that's pretty amazing though but uh I know some great things are going to happen and uh but yeah I I thank you for telling that story and sharing that with us and mm-hmm. I I do appreciate that I know it's not easy it's very personal but you know it's important I think um Sometimes we got to share our pain, right? And and hopefully, hopefully, if you're listening out there and maybe not feeling 100% or you're going through some challenges right now or maybe you're going through something, you don't even know what it is yet. I, I know people, you know, that, that they can't get a discovery on what's wrong, you know, like with, but they're just not feeling right, you know? And then you got to go there and you got to be with people and you got to be up and you got to get your energy up and you got to high five people and, you know, and you got to do all that, but you're just not feeling a hundred percent, you know, and I've felt that way sometimes and I, you persevere through it, but I just want to encourage you, you know, when you're, when you're, when you have a servant mentality and you're thinking outside of yourself and you're thinking about other people, it actually is easier. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get inside our own heads and, and my gosh, you were literally inside your own head, like with challenges, Cornelius. Yeah. And 
but you know, when we get inside our own head, sometimes we can actually make it worse. You know, yes. I yes. think uh, your attitude and and your positive mentality and your just your your heart um, has probably you know accelerated the repair in your body. Like I really believe that, and uh, and so anyway. Won't dwell on it anymore, but it, it that that that's just a great story. Thank you for sharing that, and I just hope that gives somebody else hope. I hope it gives somebody else who's maybe not feeling one hundred percent, or maybe maybe they have no issues and they're still, you know, got stuff that that they feel is blocking them or stopping them or whatever. And I just want to say to you, man, like it can be a lot worse. Yes. You know, it can be I think a lot. That was the, that was the mentality that I had uh, when this challenge was brought towards me. And you talked about the positive attitude a while ago. When I was doing chemo, I was so grateful that the um, hospital that I was doing it in had separate rooms. I don't know what a chemo room might look like, but I just envisioned that um, it will be a massive room with different beds and people laid out getting their treatment. But the hospital that I was at had your own individual room. And so I say that that was important to me because I needed to keep my spirit uplifted. And I have to be honest with you, I don't know exactly what these people were going through, but it was a lot of, um, I wouldn't say it was a bad vibe, but it was just kind of felt down. Sure. You know, as, as, you, as I was walking to my room and I would pass different patients that were getting their treatments and so forth, and it just felt down. So when I got to my little room, I was able to whatever meditate, uh, talk to some friends that I haven't connected with in a hot minute. Um, you know, yeah. my buddy uh, that I grew up with, he would often send me some <laughs> yes. relaxation music and so forth and just do things like that to help keep my spirits up. For sure. Very important. And very, very important to be conscious of that. Like a lot of people will not be conscious of that. They'll allow it in, you know, yeah. And, you know, you kind of walk through and you just allow it to seep into your brain and, 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 and affect um, your attitude and your, and your, your inner strength can be, can be really under attack, you know, in right. those circumstances. And just to be conscious of that and kind of go, no, I need to guard that. Like I need to, I need to keep up. I need to, I need to be strong through this and I need to find ways to create different input so that I don't get there. And, uh, and so just, you know, again, like that's not every, that, that's, that's an, that's a strength that, that you can't really teach people sometimes, you know? Right. Right. So um, here we are again, I want to encourage you listeners, (laughs) you know, you know, be conscious of that. Like think about what is going in in your brain and guard that, you know, the influences and, Find other ways to, to be influenced in a positive way to keep that attitude up. That alone will actually get you business. It'll, it'll get you in the right state or the right mindset in order to capitalize on those opportunities. You'll attract opportunities just from purely being positive, like just having that attitude of expectation of good as opposed to allowing the daunting things. And we've went through some stuff here. My goodness, you know. And, you know, people get hung up on the latest tweet from Donald Trump, you know, forget about all that. That has nothing to do with your business. That's got nothing to do with how you're going to, you know, succeed or fail. Like, you know, it's, it's on you. So you, you have to be responsible to guard your own brain and, 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 and really just stay positive on that. So keep listening, keep coming back here and, you know, uh, check out Cornelius and just look for the clueless realtor and you'll find him. <laughs> okay because all of those names of different things that you're talking about there's no i've already forgot them like i there's <laughs> the fact that you can even remember those names your brain's fine you're doing good you're gonna be all right you know <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good well thank you so much uh for taking your time sharing your story with us and um what would you tell Let's, let's, let's turn this over to you right now where um, you're talking to a brand new real estate agent. They just got licensed. You see it in Facebook groups all the time. I just got my license. I just passed the exam. 
And I'm like, good, take the Forex formula course right now because before you get messed, you know, before things mess with your mind, like take that course so you get, you start correctly, right? But what would you say to somebody right now if, you know, they're starting out in real estate, they just got licensed um, and, you know, what, what things do they need to focus on to, to get started correctly? Um, so first I would definitely tell them to join my coolest realtor Facebook group. I would tell them to go check out my blog, uh, because we have tons of videos of marketing materials and, um, you know, maybe the top three tips for open houses, you know, to be successful. So I would tell them to go check me out on clueless realtor, uh, join the Facebook group. I would tell them to do that because I think that that's so critical for them to understand um, what they need to do to be successful starting off. I'm trying to eliminate a lot of the uh, trial and error that I had to go through because um, I want them to be successful a lot faster than, the, than when I was. And I think what propelled me, and that's again, sparked the whole thing around Clueless Realtor, is that um, while I was doing the advertising and the marketing, um, it wasn't until I had a discussion with my wife that I realized that I needed to be building myself a brand, that I needed to be leveraging uh, the power of digital marketing, and mm-hmm. then I also needed to be leveraging the power of social media. Mm-hmm. And you and I talked earlier, I, didn't ever, I never had a social media account with any platform until I became a real estate agent. And then still, uh, you know, a year or two in it, I didn't you know, take it serious. I didn't get involved in it. I wasn't active or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But talking with her and being more active and Mm -hmm. following her example and posting Mm -hmm. great content and trying to be more detailed and pinpoint this and that, that's when I start to see my business increase. Mm -hmm. Um, Because not to say that the um, old school way of marketing or advertising doesn't work, but I just found out this method was a lot more effective. I know building a brand, it might not bring me much status now, but I know that's going to be something that's kept with me throughout the, uh, throughout my years, you know, mm-hmm. later on. Um, so yeah, I would say that, um, join that clueless realtor Facebook group where you can, you know, be surrounded by like-minded agents who want to succeed. And then we also want you to succeed as well as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, cool. One of, the, one, of, one of the things that I did want to pinpoint is that um, the reason why I joined uh, Clueless Realtor with my wife is because she's the digital marketing specialist. Mm-hmm. And I want to emphasize that because when I say she's a specialist or expert, it's not just fluff. It's real, it's material. So like you can go ahead and Google her. Her name is Nancy Badijo. And I just wanted to roll off her stats real quick so you can see like how serious digital marketing is. Um, She has a 37,000 Etsy Facebook group. She has 23,000 connections on LinkedIn. She has 120,000 connections on Twitter. She has 37 followers on YouTube and she has 65 followers on her Instagram. So when it comes to digital marketing and social media and branding, she knows what she's doing. So I'm blessed to have her by my side because a lot of realtors that were in my position would go at this alone and I can promise you they get so frustrated and say, I'm done with it. But I happen to be blessed with her, so I have favor. Yeah, for sure. And in so many ways, in so many ways by her, right? You know, I mean, she's just been an amazing rock for you and support system for you and and helping you through. And then also your marketing division a little bit too, which is pretty cool. How how do I say the last name for her handle? How do I spell that? Uh, B-A-D-I-L-L-O. B-A-D-I-L-L-O? Mm-hmm. Okay. And you pronounce je like the two L's are je. Mm-hmm. Okay, Badijo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go Badillo 
and I'd be go, and I would just sound like a jerk by saying it, wouldn't I? Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's so cool, man. You guys are just a great team, and uh, and and uh, the office that you're with too. Do you feel like you have good support there, or do you just kind of do yeah. your own thing? Yeah, so I work with Fulton Grace Realty here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, been with them for. I want to say close to four years now, maybe three and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have been very, very supportive. Um, the guy that brought me in, TJ Rubin, who is the president. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I noticed that, in my opinion, is very important. Um, and I watched your video about starting a real estate career. Yeah. Um, one thing that I think is very important is to not only find the right brokerage for you, but I thought it was important that the owner or the managing broker did not do any of these listings or selling. He was focused on improving his agents. Mm-hmm. That was key component to me. And then eventually um, he kind of hired a managing broker on and she or he was the one that did all of the training. So he does no listing or anything. He just constantly trying to expand, trying to get us opportunities trying to provide training, trying to provide resources. Mm-hmm. So that was very important to me. Um, yeah, very good. That was important at the time. So I got with them about three and a half years ago and haven't had any thoughts of leaving. That's awesome. And, and I always say that to people, you know, the, the, the office should amplify you and, right. and, and not, but not be the reason for your success. You, should, you have to think of yourself as the person who's going to succeed in the real estate business. And if you can find a great office that amplifies your efforts and, and there's other little bonuses there or whatever, or support or, or training or all those things, that is the right office. You know, right. it can't be about having a bunch of buddies. It has to be more right. about how it's going to help your business. And uh, right. so that's great. Happy for you on that. That's super. So I, I wish you great success in your life. You. I wish great success to your, to your wife as well, Nancy. Um, she's already kicking some butt. We talked about that a little bit. And um, so that's awesome. You know, just reaching levels she never thought she could even reach right now. And that's, that's very exciting. And I'm, I'm very happy for, for you guys on that. And, you know, you've got this real estate business that's kind of like a side hustle, but it's such a give back project at the same time. Um, which is so cool. Like, I just can't believe you're doing it to be honest with you. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's so awesome what you're doing. And, uh, so you're just giving back to the real estate community all over North America and wherever else. And, um, and then you, and then, you know, during your days, you're helping out the youth of America, you know, as a counselor and, and, you know, trying to be that influence on the next generation and be that cool guy that can still be a Christian and be humble and, and, uh, and just be serving and, and, uh, but, but at the same time, be a positive influence in these kids' lives. And, you know, that's just awesome. And, uh, and so anyway, thank you so much, uh, for, for joining us today and telling us your story and, uh, sharing with us. Um, thank you. So thank openly. you. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to let you go. And it's going to be weird because I'm just going to hang up and then we're going to be gone. But I definitely want to keep in touch for sure. And uh, let's, you know, I uh, I really want to keep in touch and, and just make a connection. I'm over in British Columbia and you're out in Chicago. One day I'm going to go to Chicago because I think Chicago is a city I want to visit one day. And okay. uh, I hope we can connect. That'd be awesome. For sure. Yeah, we'll go have lunch. I'll uh, introduce you to uh, Chicago famous deep dish pizza. That'd be awesome. And maybe a Seahawks and Bears game would be amazing. Okay. okay. You a Seahawks fan? Yeah, I'm okay. a Seahawks Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right man well we'll talk some more thank you so much once again all the best to you and i wish you great success thank you same to you kelly i appreciate it thank you wow i enjoyed this episode with cornelius and learning about his unique story and i hope you got some nuggets out of this time with him learning about his journey i'm inspired to step up my game as far as serving goes and continue to operate selflessly i've not had to deal with the health issues that he's had to deal with I mean, just the spring 
to remove a brain tumor and then go into intense treatments. Man, there's like, there's no excuse for me, you know? Thank you for joining us today. Check out his Facebook groups, Everything Real Estate and The Clueless Realtor, and get some great tips to help you in your business. Hey, if you're a real estate professional that's looking for a specific plan of action to get listings fast in today's real estate market, right now, in most areas, the market is hot and the inventory is low. Getting listings should be your total focus. Let me help you. I have a free book for you. Go get it. I'll put the link in the show notes along with everything else, but it's really easy. Just go to 4xformula.com, scroll to the button that says, yes, I want my free book, and I'll get it to you in minutes. If you want some help implementing the ideas in the book, I encourage you to take it a step further and become a member. Join us for for as little as $67 a month. I've got over 10 hours of video lessons inside the members area along with 24 tools to help you systematize your real estate business, tactical stuff, strategies, lessons, as well as some pre-made items that you can just give to your clients that are just gonna make you look like a real estate rock star. It's all included in the members area. Stop and start anytime you like. No contract, no obligation. Honestly, my goal is that wherever your business is at, that you will literally double that business from this members area, from just being a part of it and learning what you need to learn. 67 bucks, that's it. But at least go get the free book and learn the basic strategies to get listings fast with a proper plan of action that's focused and it helps you uncover the best business in your marketplace. All right, that's it for now. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe, give me a comment if you're on Apple Podcasts, share with others, and we'll talk to you next week.